guys, and welcome back to more joy. I hope that you guys are all doing amazing, and I'm back with another fun episode today. I have my very first guest on here, which is my boyfriend, Chris. Hey, everyone. I am absolutely thrilled to be here. Um, like you all, I have been a listener uh, of Kelsey's podcast for a little bit now, but I am very excited to be here recording with her. Yes, so we have a really fun Valentine's Day-themed episode planned for today. We're going to start off by talking about our relationship and just kind of the history on that, and then we're going to move into a game. It's the We're Not Really Strangers Couples Edition game, and we picked a few cards to answer from there. And then at the end, we're going to be answering some of your guys' questions that you guys submitted to me through Instagram. So as usual, I always like to start off with some random life updates before getting straight into the episode. And I've mentioned on here a few times that we started playing on a weekly volleyball league. And yesterday we had a practice and it was a very eventful day for Chris especially. Do you want to say what happened to your arm? Yeah, I dislocated it. Um, yeah, so we had decided to kind of practice as we were getting whooped in the volleyball league that my friends and our girlfriends have kind of been playing in. And uh, in this practice, I got set up by my friend for a wonderful spike. I went up, spiked it straight out of an anime, and came back down, and my arm went limp. I went over to my friend. I was like, I think it's dislocated, and we tried to set it ourselves. It didn't work, and we went to the ER. And it's really funny because nobody was taking him seriously. Like, nobody actually believed that he was truly hurt because he was just so casual about it, was showing no signs of pain. And we all just thought he was being dramatic and just joking around. And then it turns out he dislocated his shoulder. So there's that. And his first thought was to grab a phone and go on YouTube and, like, try to find a DIY solution as to how to pop it back. But nobody wanted to do that. So, yeah, we took him to the hospital. And now he's wearing a sling, which is really uncomfortable, especially to sleep in. Yeah, so the uh, the sling's not that bad during the day. Uh, it's more so the fact that I have to use my non-dominant hand for things. Uh, but it really does suck at night because I'll wake. I have to wear the sling in my sleep, and when I I'll wake up at random points in the night, kind of rolling over on my shoulder and waking up with that sharp pain. And that's not. I'm not too fond of that. Also, if I sound a little congested, it's it it's probably because I'm sick. When I had uh, dislocated my shoulder during that volleyball practice, I wasn't able to put my flannel or raincoat back on, leaving the actual gym so I kind of had to walk out into the rain in a t-shirt and into the ER in a t-shirt and out of the ER in a t-shirt um so yeah I'm pretty sure I got a cold off that yeah so I think that's the most interesting life update that we both have at the moment and besides that I think that we can get just straight into the episode so that's not super long we have like three different parts of this episode to record but I hope that's fun I thought it would be fun to bring in my very first guest being my boyfriend especially during this time Valentine's Day and I thought that was just really fitting so really excited to do this and we can get started so you guys have probably heard me mention Chris a lot in my podcast episodes and if you follow me on Instagram then you definitely see him on my stories my posts etc but Chris and I actually go way 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 back <laughs> because we actually met in the third grade when we were nine years old I had just moved to this specific area of Virginia and I started off at an elementary school in third grade and yeah he was in my third grade class and that's kind of how we first initially met yeah, so like Kelsey had mentioned, we somewhat grew up together in, the, in a similar area, actually in the same building, a couple floors apart, uh, and that led to us kind of going to the same school system. So middle school, elementary school, and high school all spent together, though the latter two, uh, or middle school and high school, we kind of 
had similar friend groups, but not completely merged. It wasn't until around college when I would come back um, for like spring breaks and summer breaks that we would kind of find ourselves in a mutual friend group. And that's kind of how we began talking. Yeah, so we've been together now for three years. Within those three years, I ended up transferring over to the school that he was going to when we were still back in college. So I transferred over there, moved in with him. I already talked about this in the previous podcast episode, so I kind of went deeper into, you know, all that situation. But we ended up living together during college, and we ended up also getting a Golden Doodle puppy together, Midas, which you guys have probably seen on my Instagram. You follow me on there. So he's two years old now, so he's like our fur baby. And now we are in the real world, have real jobs, and are planning our future together. We're planning to move to Tennessee together. And yeah, just all that stuff. So we're excited to see where everything leads us. Okay, so we're going to get into the fun stuff now. We're going to start playing the We're Not Really Strangers couples edition game. And if you guys don't know about the game, it's basically a game where you're meant to get to know each other better. There's a strangers edition, there's a friendship edition, and then there's a couples edition, which is what we're playing. And I really love this game. We play with my friends all the time, the friends edition. And it's just a really good way to kind of get to know each other better and ask each other questions that, you know, you maybe normally wouldn't think to ask. But they're always really good questions and it always leads to like really long and deep conversations. So I really love this game and I thought that'd be fun to pick three questions or three cards from each of the three levels for Chris and I to answer today. So we're going to start off with the level one questions that we have. Okay, so we're going to start off with level one. And the very first card that we have from level one says, what was the first thing you noticed about me that wasn't physical? Do you want to start? Sure, I think I can go first. (laughs) Um, So the first thing that I noticed about you that wasn't physical... I would probably go with your confidence. Um, You generally see this with loud people because she's a very, very loud person, despite what you might think on this podcast. Uh, (laughs) She's very very loud. She's very confident. Um, To the wrong person, she can be overbearing. Um, (laughs) If you're like a ridiculously shy person, she's very confident and very forward. And um, I always say I'm an extra... I'm an introvert that acts extroverted, so kind of that kind of drew me to it, to her, because she's like a natural extrovert, and you know she kind of had qualities that I really admire. Yeah, I think going off of that, I think that I've heard from many people who have met me that I give off like the wrong first impression, or I just don't give off a good first impression. I guess maybe sometimes to people, um, but yeah, I just think that I'm like you said, I'm very like loud and can kind of come off, like, in your face if you don't really necessarily know my personality, but that's just how I am and not, like, in a mean way or anything. I just feel like I'm just very loud and speak my heart. So, yeah. But I think it's a, I think, I think it's a definitely, I think it's a nice personality to have, especially in a workplace. Yeah, for sure. It can be it, it definitely beneficial in certain situations. Yeah, if you but, think about it, extroverted qualities are really... They'll carry you farther in life than introverted qualities will. Yeah, for sure. So it's definitely nice that you were born like that. <laughs> that I was born like that. Yeah. It just can come off wrong if you you don't necessarily know me or if you're, like, very shy and I'm, like, yeah. screaming in your face. I guess some people can take mm-hmm. it like that. But, yeah. Um, okay, my answer for you. The first thing that I noticed about you that wasn't physical was, for sure, just your caring nature and your kindness like, I could tell right away that you were very sweet. And um, 
like other guys, I guess. It was like very like highlighted with you. Um, I remember Chris when we were friends and we were hanging out in our friend group and stuff. I remember one time my nose started bleeding when we went um, cliff jumping, and he was the first like offer me his white towel. And he was like, "Here, here, like put your nose in this." And, you know, at the time, we didn't have anything, so I thought it was just really sweet that he was so caring. Um, I remember one time, I think, I can't remember what happened to my shoes, but he just took off his shoes, and he was like, here, walk back using my shoes. And just, like, things like that. I remember also one time we were, like, in the pool playing together, and I was, like, standing on somebody's back in the pool, and I remember he put his hand against the edge of the pool just in case I fell, so I wouldn't hit my hand. And so he just did a lot of things like that, and I didn't take that as flirting, because that's just his nature. And to this day, he'll do it for his friends. He'll do it for my friends. And that's literally just the way he is. And I don't remember that's... those memories. <laughs> okay. I remember. <laughs> but uh. he that's just the way he is in every situation. Like, that wasn't even because he was flirting with me or trying to get with me or anything. That's literally just in his nature. And I really like that. And that caught my eye for sure to begin with. Like, he was just really sweet and caring. Also, I forgot to mention this, but there are three levels in the game. The first level is always more lighthearted, like fun questions. The second level gets a little deeper. And then the third level has more of like deeper conversational questions. So these are more lighthearted questions. So going off of that, the second question in level one is what would I most likely be fired for? Do you want to go? I think you can take the first one on this one. Okay. Um, what would you look most likely be fired for? This is hard because I can't really think of many things that you would be fired for. I, I think. can't even think of anything Chris, I'd be fired for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chris is very, like, he's a very, like, good student, very good worker, very, like, you know, by the rules with everything he does. Even with people, I feel like I'm pretty good. Yeah, like, he's just very, like... What would I do? <laughs> I don't know. I think, like, I think the thing I can... I, like, have in mind for this, I guess. It's just, like, you'd, like, fall asleep on the job or... Maybe. Just something like <laughs> sure, that. I feel yeah. like something with sleep. You, like, fall asleep on the job. <laughs> you'd fall asleep and, like, miss all your meetings or something like that. I feel like maybe you'd get fired for that. I think that's the worst yeah. thing I could imagine him doing because, like I said, he's just such a good worker and, like, really committed and timely and stuff when it comes to things like this. So I don't really know what he'd be fired for, but I guess that. <laughs> okay, what do you think I would most likely be fired for? You, I believe you to be a very diligent worker and a very proud person, proud of your work, especially. But if I had to pick something, <laughs> the, the only scenario I see is, is if you get into a fight with maybe management. I don't know if they like directly insult you or something. Cause I'm not sure you'd, you'd just swallow an insult like that. And <laughs> that's probably like the only thing I can think of is if you got in like a direct altercation with a manager. It would have to be something really, really bad because I feel like, she called you like fat. management maybe like annoy me a little bit. Like that's not going to set me off. Like I'm not going to like, you know, there's a time and place. I'm not, like a rowdy worker or anything. I feel like, honestly, I would take it. You're going to beat her up. I feel like I would take it just because it's work, you know? Mm, yeah. Luckily, all my managers and everybody I work with are the sweetest people ever, and I love them all, so I don't have to worry about that. Oh, yeah, no. When I, when, uh, when I see her working from home, you know, they're, they're, her managers give her time to walk our dog when, when it's her turn to walk the dog, so she seems like she got a, a very, very friendly work atmosphere okay what's my biggest pet peeve explain i think i can go first on this one 
Your biggest pet peeve. You should know this, actually, because you get really annoyed when I... Just go, actually. Just go. <laughs> I might not be thinking about what you're thinking of right now, but I, I know you get really annoyed when I forget things. I'm a, yes, I'm a pretty too. I'm a pretty forgetful person. If it's not... She used to actually make me schedules for things that she had planned out and things that... Because I agree to everything I she... I still make you schedules. Yeah, I agree to everything that she wants to do whenever she tells me she wants to do it, but... I don't take enough of a mental note in my head to remember, you know, when we're actually doing it. Okay, yeah, for sure. Chris, for some reason, forgets things the very next day. So whenever we have a bunch of things planned, I genuinely have to make him a schedule as to which date we're going to be doing everything. Because he'll be like, yeah, I'm down. Just won't know the date. So I make him schedules. So yes, definitely, yeah, for sure. But... I thought you were going to say my biggest pet peeves, which you already know, when you bite your nails oh, and yeah. you're smacking when you chew. Yeah, I chew. I, I, I do smack when <laughs> I chew my food sometimes because, uh, I, I mean, I grew up kind of eating food as sloppy and as quick as you can because the faster you ate something, the more food you got to eat. It was a race with my dad growing up, so I don't, I don't exactly have the best table manners. I think it's it's normal, though, because I know a lot of people get really upset and it just angers them when they hear, like, people chewing their food. I feel like that's normal. Do you not get upset when you hear people chewing their food? I don't really care, to be honest. Okay, well, I know there's people who get really mad, and I'm definitely one of those people who, like, really get annoyed hearing people chew their food. And it really bothers me, too, when I hear him, like, biting his nails for some reason. So just noises like that really annoy me. So that's definitely my pet peeves. Okay, Chris's biggest pet peeve when it comes to me, is that he gets really annoyed when I repeat myself over and over, which I do do because (laughs) it's a habit of mine for some reason. I always feel like I have to, like, emphasize things over and over and over when I talk to people just to, like, get it through because I try to be as clear as possible. And I think that by trying to be as clear as possible, in my head, it's repeating it over and over. Yeah, it's like... It's like her version of mansplaining. <laughs> uh, for instance, if I'm driving and she's she's sitting passenger and she's like, wow, that house is so green. And then I go, mm-hmm. She'll go, wow, that house is so green. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah. I'll just say it over wow, and over. Wow, that house is so Until green. Until I get a good response. Until I, I, I'm i like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's a very, very deep forest green with light green. Like, I get detailed response. And then <laughs> that can kind of get under my skin sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, like, a habit I have when it comes to just speaking, I guess. But, yeah, I got to learn to just feel like it's efficient after I just say things one time. So... Okay, now we're moving on to level two. We have three questions we're answering from here, so they're going to start getting slightly deeper. Okay, first question of level two says, what's one small thing I do that tells you everything you need to know about me? I think I can go first here. Mm. This one's hard. Yeah, it's a little difficult. I don't know if it's small, but speak. I feel like you can tell a lot about of a person, uh, a lot about a person from how they speak. And mm-hmm. I feel like whenever you do speak, it's very loud, pronounced, and <laughs> you can just instantly tell when you speak that you're a very outgoing, extroverted person. Again, all qualities that I admire. Okay, I think for you, it's kind of. The same, I guess, piggybacking off of your response. I think for you, I could tell a lot about you, and I feel like 
other people can tell so much about you by the way you speak as well, but not so much in your tone and how loud you are or anything, but mm. in the way you talk and the way you articulate things and just like the random facts you always give off or <laughs> you just sound very intelligent when you talk. And I feel like that comes across to like anybody who meets you at first. I hope you so. You talk very like intelligently and dig deep into things and you know, just things like that. I would hope so. Thank you. Yeah. So I guess we both kind of have the same response, but mine is my tone and his is like the, the actual like, speaks, value yeah. of what he's saying. <laughs> Second question is what's the best gift I've given you material and immaterial? I'll go first. The best material gift that Chris has given me has been our puppy, Midas, which I guess he kind of like half gave to me because we each equally paid for him. But I think that's the best gift he's given me. And I'd say like it was a gift from you because I was the one who was more persistent on getting a dog. And he definitely wanted a dog, just not as soon. Like you didn't want the dog when Um, we got him. It's not that I didn't want him. Obviously, I wanted a dog, yeah, and I want multiple dogs. Time. Yeah, it's, I just in my head it wasn't the right time because people say all the time like, "Oh, you know, you're in college, you should only focus on your studies." But the thing is, if you got a square head on your shoulders, you know what I mean, you'll be fine. If you, as long as you can, I mean, if you can't multitask for crap, I, I definitely wouldn't get an animal on top of you know going to school and trying to manage a relationship. But uh, you know, if you're if you're someone that you know, gets fulfillment out of challenges and also wants to take care of another animal, you know, or an animal, uh, I would definitely say, yeah, shoot for it. Yeah, Chris loves dogs, loves dogs. And so we already knew that we wanted to get a dog. We just both weren't expecting to get him when we did. Maybe I'll make, like, a podcast story about, like, Midas and how he even like came to fall into our laps but it was really perfect timing for me because I was looking specifically for a dog and I had been very persistent about asking for a dog and just telling Chris that we should get one and he was like yes for sure just not right now because we wanted to graduate first and you kind of get a house or an apartment or something together first where we would have more time and space for the dog Um, but yeah it ended up working out so we got one our junior year of college so yeah. I think that that was the best gift that he's given me just because he agreed to get it at that time. When I, we weren't really planning on it. I think it's also good because it teaches you responsibility, a lot of responsibility, time management, that and discipline all around, like all around mm. discipline. You know, you, you got to be consistent with your walks, with your feed and you're feeding him with some of the training. You know, it's it's definitely not a walk in the park, but uh, I think you're better for it. And in, in the end, you know, you get a companion for the next hopefully 20 years. You know? <laughs> forever. My is living forever. Um, but, yeah. He's going to hit 20 years. I, I, th- I believe in him. And I think it's a really, really, I feel like the two, like, life advice or, I guess, relationship advice, like, the biggest ones I could give people, you know, thinking that's going to be really serious is to first own a pet together because you kind of get to see what your partner will be like as a parent. You kind of get a glimpse of that, you know, how much they'll help out. And, like, I agree. I guess, like, they're, like, um, what to call, like, disciplining. Because you have to discipline, you know, any yeah. pet, you know, kind of just while you're training them and stuff. So you kind of get to see, like, that side of them. 
their responsibility, how much of the slack they'll pick up, you know, stuff like that. So I think yeah, it's really, really important. Yeah, if they're willing to step up to the plate as a parent. Like, for instance, when I went to the Philippines for a month to kind of catch up with family that I haven't seen in a while, um, she kind of shouldered Midas on her own for about a month while also working. Uh, I mean, she did have some occasional help from her parents, I imagine. But, you know, it's, it's good to see stuff like that because if we didn't have a dog, you know, I wouldn't have known that you know, should something happen and I have to leave the house, the house or for like a, I don't know, say a month or two months, like, would she be willing or even be fine, you know, taking care of our kids? And now I know beyond shadow of doubt that she would be. So, yeah. And the same goes with Chris. Anytime I want to go out with my friends or something and I need somebody to watch Midas, you know, he's, he doesn't hesitate to be like, yeah, I'll watch him like go out. So I think it kind of gives you a glimpse. Obviously it's not the same. and It's not as deep as, having an actual human child, but definitely gives you that glimpse, so I think that's good. And then the second factor that I was going to say is I definitely think you should live together before getting married, but that just goes along with this. Okay, and then I think the best immaterial gift that Chris has given me has been... mm, There's a lot, actually. Okay, there's a lot, but I'm going to go with maybe just the most current one i think the best immaterial gift that chris is currently giving me is like planning out our future and kind of doing the logistics on that and being the more realistic one because i'm very on board with everything and we're kind of both talking about what we want but i think he really takes the time to kind of do his research and explore and come with to me with different options and we can talk about that and just lots of things that i feel like i wouldn't necessarily know to do when planning a move or just planning our future you know he does the math and the research and just all that so i think his time and his effort and his willingness to kind of like plan our future for us i guess in a way is like a good gift that you're giving me sweet so I guess that turns oh, over to yeah, me. Yeah, your turn. So, yeah, so what's the best? You're gonna have a hard time with this. I think I give really good gifts. Material, what's the best material. gift I've given you? First material. Well, my material, the the best material definitely has. To, I mean, we did go fifty fifty on Midas, so that, that, that's an obvious one right there. <laughs> um, material Midas, definitely Midas. For the reasons that we stated, I don't think we need to go any deeper into that because we kind of went on a tangent about him. We both agree the same. Um, Immaterial? I don't know if this counts as immaterial. I mean, you can't exactly hold it, but she took me skydiving. Yeah, I've always, I'm I'm a huge adrenaline junkie when it comes to, you know, bungee. I, I haven't bungee jumped yet, but I really want to. I really want to pick up, like, a lot more, out like, outdoor activities like mountain biking. I eventually want to go rock climbing and stuff like that. And she surprised me on my... 21st birthday. Was it 21? Yep. 21st birthday to go skydiving. (laughs) Oh, man. I'd go again. I definitely wouldn't do it if I had kids. You know, I know the statistics on it probably isn't too high of something bad happening, but, you know... Just to be safe. Yeah, just to be safe. It's not something I'd do when I had kids. But if you're single... Or, I mean, you don't have kids, even. I'd my dad did it when he had kids. My dad did it. He was, like, 30 and had me and my brother. It's kind of like, <laughs> it, it's it's for me, like, I view it kind of how people who, you know, drive super bikes and motorcycles, how they kind of just... Give it up once they have kids. Yeah, they just sell them off the second they have a kid just because, you know, you're not, like, guaranteed to have something bad happen to you, but the chance is always there. 
I mean, that's like the opposite. He went skydiving once he had kids. He bought a motorcycle once he had kids. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yes, I think that's... I don't know if I'd do it. That's the best gift definitely I've oh, given, yeah, hands no. down. That was so fun. And I just completely messed myself up for the years to come because that was the first, like, bigger gift I gave him for his 21st birthday, which was skydiving. And so every year for his birthday, it's like trying to one-up myself because... I mean, how do you beat skydiving? You can't. I feel like that's... I gave you yeah, a, a bucket list type of gift. Yeah. I just thought it was, like, really great to do skydiving on your 21st because, mm-hmm. you know, 21st is, like... I guess it's, like, a big deal birthday, yeah, you know? Sure. But <laughs> you weren't, like... They're all the same. You weren't, like, partying or, like, getting, like, super drunk or anything that day. So I was no. like, okay, you know, like, that's not his type of thing. So how can I still make it special some way? So I was, like, skydiving on your 21st. I feel like that makes up for, like, all of... The, oh, yeah. the fun, you know, that you're expected to have on your 21st. So definitely every year for his birthday, I've made it a tradition ever since then to give him an experience as a gift as opposed to material things because I know that, you know, an experience lasts forever in your head. It's like memories and mm-hmm. something you got to do for your birthday. So every year for his birthday, I plan experiences. But like I said, it's been hard ever since I did skydiving. It's like now I'd... Yeah, no, I, I would definitely recommend it. You know, it, an experience it was. There's no greater rush than jumping out of a plane a couple <laughs> thousand feet above the the ground. Yep. But, uh, yeah. All right, last question on level two says, how do our strengths and weaknesses complement each other? I can go first. Do you want to go first? I can go first. I'll take it. <laughs> Fine. So, <laughs> how do our strengths and weaknesses complement each other? All right, so I would definitely say I'm a little more on the complacent side. and mm, Yeah, that's a good one, actually. Yeah, I would definitely say I'm a little more on the complacent side and can hesitate when it comes to actually making a decision. I very much can get, like, analysis paralysis when it comes to certain situations, but Kelsey's very assertive and dives headverse into situations. So it's kind of nice having someone that pushes for action uh, in situations where action needs to be needs to happen um but regarding that at the same time sometimes she acts before thinking and then that's where i kind of compliment her because i'll actually think things through and then it's just a nice little uh i feel like we kind of bounce off each other regarding that kind of even everything out you stole my answer well similar i was gonna say our strengths and weaknesses complement each other because i feel like a strength of mine is creativity and like dreaming big whereas Chris is more of a numbers like data type of guy he's more realistic and maybe won't dream as big so I feel like we kind of bring those aspects out of each other where I you know maybe dream big and might maybe in cloud nine sometimes and he kind of brings me back down when needed to be so that's good because you know we kind of balance each other out in that aspect but also I feel like Sometimes I can kind of push you to, like, think outside the box a little more, like, maybe, like, dream a little more, or maybe be a little more creative with your thoughts at times. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that, too, because, I mean, to be completely honest, I'm, again, I'm very, very complacent, like, I could just, (laughs) I can get a cheap apartment in the middle of nowhere and and just save all my money, but uh, she, on the other hand, you know, reminds me that, you know... There's more to life. Yeah, you gotta... (laughs) There's no point in saving all your money till you're 65 because, I mean, you know, when you're 65, there's not a lot you can do. So you got to make sure you're you're spending a little bit of it, you know, on the While way. you're young. Yeah, on the way there. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
it's a nice little balance. Okay, moving on to level three. This is the first question, level three, and it says, what's one thing you'd never change about our relationship? I'll go first. Sure. One thing I would never change about our relationship is our dynamic and just That's funny. Our, I was actually going to say that. Our closeness and just how, like, comfortable we are with each other. I think that we have a dynamic where there are times where we can be you know, lovey and cute with each other, but then there's also times where we're just so comfortable with each other and we can just make fun of each other all the time and just kind of, you know, we have, like, that that friendship within our relationship is also, like, mm. very visibly there. Like, we're friends, but we can also, you know, be a lovey-dovey couple. Yeah, or at the same like, time, we can, like, poke fun at each other and it's just, like, yeah. laughs. Yeah, like, you know, playfully insulting each other and not getting overly hurt about it. I definitely kind of agree with the dynamic thing um because you know it's i i see some people there's so caught in like the honeymoon stage that they it's like do you guys even argue because argues arguments are arguments constructive. Like a that's kind of yeah it's like you you go like a year without arguing you're kind of internalizing like everything everything that bothers you it's it's gonna blow up like you know <laughs> you gotta you got to be able to com- be comfortable with your partner, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're on your tiptoes around the other person. I don't know how people do that. I think that we have a very good, like, dynamic with each other where we're just so comfortable with each other. And we can tell each other, you know, like, hey, I don't like this, you know, or like, yeah. you know, like, we're open with each other. And we can be like, hey, like, I don't like this, like, and, you know, we can work on changing it and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of grow each other. You got to be able to be honest. I also like our dynamic and how close you are to my family. Oh, yeah. Like, there will be times where I go hang out with a friend or something, and I'm calling Chris or FaceTiming Chris, and he won't pick up my call. And then he'll I'll call him back again later. He was like, oh, yeah, sorry, I couldn't pick up. I was at your house talking to your dad. You know, just things like that where I'm just like, what are you, like, talking to my dad about while I'm at home? <laughs> Which isn't a problem. I love that, but it's just funny, you know. It's like I'm not there, and you were just, like, sitting on the couch talking to my dad. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely love your family. Yeah, I love how we all get along. Okay, second question in the third level says, what about our relationship are you proudest of? Mm. I'm going to go first. You want to go first? That's a good one, but I'm going to gather thoughts while you go. <laughs> okay. I think what I'm proudest of in our relationship is how much we're able to grow individually, but also grow together. Sure. So yeah. you're not outgrowing me and I'm not outgrowing you. I feel like we're both doing growing at the same time. Oh, and yeah. And it really meshes together so well in our relationship where, you know, we might go through a phase where we're so into going out and stuff, you know, but then it kind of fades naturally for the both of us at the same time. And we kind of both just become homebodies and just things like that. I feel like we grow together at the same time and kind of find the same interest in the same things, which I feel like really works out. In the relationship, obviously. Yeah, I think I, I I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely great when you can find someone that you have the ability to kind of advance together with, but also independently. So you're both growing professionally, maybe spiritually, though for us in recent times, also physically going to the gym together. Oh yeah. Um, but obviously not shackled at the waist. Like the ability to kind of do these things on your own. And also together, you know, some of them are independent Mm -hmm. and some of them are done together, but the ability to do both 
and it's not like one person's getting left behind. Yeah. But you guys are both kind of climbing the mountain together. I think that's definitely a, a nice um, yeah. aspect of a relationship. And that's why I said it happens like naturally. Or progression, I guess I should say. Because we ha- we didn't both like sit down and say, okay, we're done going out. You know, like we didn't sit down and talk about like we're done now. It was kind of yeah, just like no. it happened. Like he lost interest in it a bit. I lost interest in it a bit. And our priorities just started shifting towards yeah. the real world. Our job, ha- like taking care of our dog. You know, we have yeah. so many responsibilities and it kind of just like shifted together. I and think- I feel like that's good that happened at the same time because it's yeah. like, okay, he's going to be like really focused on the future while I'm like, I'm going to go out. And, you know, it's like there's no problem with, you know, going out. There's no problem no, with like no. couples who may like not be into it at the same time because I know there are many boyfriends or husbands who sit at home and their girlfriend's like I want to go out and he's like okay you go ahead like I don't really want to join you know so there's nothing wrong with that but I feel like in our relationship at least it it works it, it. it works that we both are like very centered and prioritize the same things at the same time Yeah, we go out but we don't we don't leave a lot of room for it um yeah and I think I also definitely rubbed off a little on you when I was studying for my actuarial exam. Yeah, that probably is what it was, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, you got, like, really busy studying at home, and I was kind of just like, I yeah. guess I'll stay home, too. And I, it's not that I felt forced, so I was kind of just like, yeah. okay, I mean, he's chilling at home. I don't mind chilling at home. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely rub off on me a lot, and but it's good things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's the question again? <laughs> what about our relationship are you proudest of? Your turn. Raising Midas. Yeah, definitely that. <laughs> I, I feel like you, you can see so many cases online about people who <laughs> unreadily jump into, mm-hmm. I don't know, rescuing, adopting, purchasing an animal and That's having true. to rehom them. And they're very, like, negligent like, owners. Yeah, like, like a, the next month. and it's Yeah, that's true. And it's, you know, and I feel like even with parents, you know, and, and it, they either let their... They can let their dog or their child kind of get in between them because of responsibilities. Mm -hmm. But I'm really proud of the fact that we were able to kind of just share in that responsibility in a successful way where now, um, you know, he's completely potty trained. You know, he's... (laughs) He's a little bad dog. He's a little bad sometimes, <laughs> but I mean, you know, he's still cute. For the most part, yeah, I think we've done a good job, though. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that's that's true. That's a good one because I wouldn't think of that as something that we're proud of together because I feel like we have a dog. It's like, oh, obviously, yeah. we have to take care of him. Like, I feel like that's like not something I would think of like, oh, good job on us for doing that. It's like, yeah. that's what we have to do. But yeah, I think that we did do a really good job given that we got him as college kids during COVID, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't just a thing where we got a puppy and we're just like, oh, okay, well, school's starting back up, so what do we do with the puppy now? Gotta we, get like, rid of the really, puppy. We I can't really believe some it. people do that. Yeah. I cannot believe some people do that. Yeah, we really stuck with it, and we were very, like, on top of him and his health and, you know, giving him time, and, yeah, I just think we do a good job with him for sure. Yeah, that's, uh, that's my answer to that question. Good, good answer. I didn't even think of that. Last question on the third level. What am I most qualified to give relationship advice about? (laughs) (laughs) I'll go. You'll go? Yeah, I got it. Okay. Uh, Date planning and gift giving. So true. Yeah. (laughs) She's really good at that stuff. I think it's because she kind of grew up with her family kind of going out regularly and them planning things in advance. Meanwhile, like... 
<laughs> my family was kind of just like, oh, yeah, we go to Virginia Beach once a year. <laughs> you know, we didn't really have, yeah. like, regular trips, and we didn't really go out like that. I, I kind of just went out with my best friend, like, into, like, the forest behind my building every day. Nothing really, like... I didn't really even explore, like, D.C. until I was already, like, a junior in high school. So yeah. she, like... But her, on the other hand, she knows a lot of spots around here, and uh, especially at the beginning of our relationship, she was constantly taking me to new places. She still is now, but in the beginning, it was... Mm-hmm. I, I was like, let me show you all these places like, I know. <laughs> she's experienced that I've never experienced, and, uh, yeah, I would definitely give her the... Give her the pedestal on that one. Thanks. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. I think I I love thinking of new places that we could go together or thinking of new places I think Chris would enjoy that he's never been to. So, yeah, I definitely love making our plans. Okay, I think that Chris is the most qualified to give relationship advice about, I would say, like, communication. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that, okay, obviously you're not, like, perfect at it, and I'm not perfect, definitely not perfect at it, but I feel like you're very, very good at communication, and, yeah. Hmm. Like, you're a very good communicator, especially when it comes to relationships. I think communication I I is so key in a relationship, and oh, Chris yeah, is just no. so good at that. You're very, very good at doing that. You know, you can talk me down if I'm mad or something. Yeah, I, I can definitely be the voice of reason in some situations. Yes, yeah, there you go. Sure. You're the voice of reason for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that then. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so we completed all three rounds of the We're Not Really Strangers couples edition game. So, like I said, those were just some cards that we picked out from that game, and it's really fun. It gets us into conversation. And we're now going to be moving on to the actual Q&A slash advice segment of this podcast where, again, you guys sent in some questions or advice onto my Instagram and I picked the top five to answer so yeah we're not going to be answering your guys' questions okay so starting off with the first question somebody said what are the top three things you admire about each other so we kind of already talked about this this in the other questions so we're going to just give a little rundown again not go too deep into it but I think for me, the top three things I admire about Chris, like I said, the first one is just how kind and helpful he is. He's very service-oriented. Second being his intelligence and his drive. I feel like Chris gives his all into anything he does, like even really simple tasks. Like we'll be We'll be painting, and he'll take three <laughs> hours on the painting. That's, mind you, we're not like submitting this into a competition. We're not like doing anything serious with it. It's just for fun. But he'll take forever to complete a painting just because it has to be perfect, it has to be precise, and it has to be well done. Whereas for me, I'll just, like, quickly make a painting and just like, okay, cool, I mean, fun, it's over. I mean, hey, man, if you're not going to go all out, don't do it at all. <laughs> yeah, so I, I definitely admire how much time and effort he puts into literally everything he does, whether it's serious or not. That's sweet, man. Um, and then the third one that I admire about you, we were actually talking about this the other day but i was yeah the third one is how what's the word you're very what's the word like determined responsible i guess when it comes to doing things that you have to do you know like if even if you're feeling sick yeah you're disciplined even if you're feeling sick 
Like, you'll get up and do it. Like, if you're feeling, if you have a pounding headache and you feel super sick, you'll still get up to walk Midas, you know? Instead of, like, asking, like, hey, can you do it, actually? You know? Oh, yeah. You're very disciplined in doing what you have to do. Like, you'll get up and do it. Like, you'll get up early in the morning for the gym and do it. Because you're actually the one who got me into, like, going mm-hmm. to the gym at 6 a.m. I yep. was like, there's no way in heck I'm doing that. But he was like, we have to. And he'll get up, start the car, wait for me. So I feel like you're very, very disciplined. Like, you will do what you have to do no matter what. Whereas for me, like I was telling you the other day, mm-hmm. if I were to be feeling sick and I had a pounding headache, I would probably be like, hey, babe, I'm not feeling well. Can you actually take his walk? Yeah. You know, so you really are, I guess, like, independent. Like, you'll just do it. You won't really make an excuse or, like, ask for help, even yeah. though you could. And I feel like that's a, that's a nice piece of advice, too. I mean, you know, discipline beats motivation every single time. Mm-hmm. It's like if you only... Like, if you were to look at a week, right, and you were to only go to the gym when you felt motivated, you might only go, like, maybe two or three times a week. But if you let discipline take the reins, you'll find yourself in the gym at least five, um, at least four or five times a week, you know, after the habit sets in over the course of, like, two to three weeks. Yep. So discipline beats motivation. Your turn. A little bit of a tangent. Three things you admire about each other. Three things you admire. Like I mentioned previously, I, I definitely admire how outgoing she is because, you know, as I feel like most introverts kind of look at extroverts and like, dang, I kind of wish I was born like that. Like I kind of had to work to how extroverted I can seem at times, you know, working working up those social skills and, you know, getting comfortable in certain social environments and being able to talk freely in them. Um but, you know, it's, it's <laughs> definitely envious of the people who are naturally born like that. Another quality would definitely be mm, determination or persistence. You know, when you really put your mind to something, you always, you always follow through with it. And usually all out. Usually you don't really half-ass much if you're really into it. Um, and the last of which I'll probably say, <sighs> I'm going to sound like a job posting, but self-starter <laughs> energy. Uh, I, I think she kind of gets this from her dad because her dad's an entrepreneur, but, mm. you know, she started her own s- strawberry chocolate dipping, chocolate covered strawberry business. You know, she did that. She's got the podcast going now. She has a book page, an active Instagram page. And, uh, you know, it's that's like very, very self-starter. Like I have a dream and I, I guess. try to yeah. go for it. Yeah, very, very characteristic of a self-starter individual. Okay, second question that somebody submitted says, what are your guys' love language? And I think we have very different love languages. We definitely don't <laughs> oh, yeah. share a common love language for oh, sure. Most definitely not. But I think that I have two for me, but I feel like I would say my top number one love language would be physical touch. And I'm very cuddly... Hugs, kisses, yeah, and that's not me. <laughs> that goes even with my friends. Like I love hugging my friends and just being very cuddly. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's my love language, my top one at least. And I feel like my second one would be gift giving because I love to go out with my gifts. Yeah, I love to put a lot of time and that's effort. A love language? And yeah, gift giving. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I like to give a lot of time and effort into my gifts, and you know, most of the time I like to give custom gifts or experience gifts and just very very much specifically cater to the person Mm. but yeah i feel like my top one would be physical touch for sure 
Yeah, I, I can definitely see physical touch being yours. And, you know, we definitely do have some disagreements regarding that because I can't sleep an entire night being <laughs> pressed together with someone else. Um, but she she can do that, you know, for hours and hours. She even does it with Midas. <laughs> and I, I see Midas try and claw his way out of your grip sometimes. <laughs> I know you annoy him with it sometimes. I'm like, you I know can't he gets move, hot. Midas. You have to stay right here in my arms. Yeah. But no, my love language is a little bit different. It's uh, acts of service. And I really think this is kind of... 100%. Yeah, I think this is kind of curated from, like seeing my mom or growing up with my mom and um if you have a pinoy mom you know you definitely know they're very arm and leg for their children filipino yeah, yeah filipino mom um they say pinoy yeah but sure. most people won't know yeah. that is yeah i guess but uh yeah filipino moms very very arm and a leg for their children they could be <laughs> deathly sick and if their kids like you know, hey, mom, could I have some tea? They're going to get out of bed limping, you know, freaking sweating, whatever, whatever fever they got going on, and they'll do, you know, get it done. And in my head, that's what love looks like. So I, I think it kind of carried over to my relationships. And, you know, if anyone needs anything from me or needs help, uh, you know, I try to be there. Yeah, for sure. I think Chris is, besides, like, my parents and my family, Chris is the most helpful person in my life. Like, I think I go to him for everything. Like, if I have a problem, I know I can come to him and he'll figure out a solution. Even if it's not in things that he may be too well-versed on or know too much about, he'll find a solution. He'll hop on Google. You know, he'll find a way. He's very resourceful. And so I feel like I always come to him when I need help, when I have a problem. And I can always count on him to figure it out. And like he said, he, he puts so many people first. Like, he's always so ready to just... Drop everything and help you. So 100% acts Aww. of service, I think, is thank you, thank you. 100% yours. I feel like I also like want to strive to be better at that. <laughs> and you can strive to be better at cuddling. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question is more of like an advice type of thing. So this one says, my boyfriend and I are about to move in with each other. Is there anything you wish you knew before moving in together? This <laughs> is a big step. Interesting. Do you want me to go first? Sure. Okay. Like I was saying previously, one of the other answers, I think that living with somebody before you actually marry them is so crucial. Yeah. At least yeah, for, sure. for me, I've noticed that, and I think that's such an important thing to do before actually, like, getting married. But I think it's a natural step. Yeah. But there's some people who just get married and then move in together. That's probably why they divorce. Hey, nobody <laughs> gets divorced. But I think that's so important because... For example, Chris and I spent almost every second together before we moved in. We were always hanging out. We always saw each other. We yeah. thought that we knew each other so well. And you can think you know someone so well. You could be dating someone oh, for years. it's completely different. But the second you move in, it's a whole yeah. different world you're discovering. So that's yeah. why I say it's like you can date somebody for three years, but the second you move in together, it's like, oh, I did not know all of this about you. I didn't you. know he, like, trip, he, he trims his toenails every night before <laughs> bed. Or, you know what I mean? You'll, you'll find, you'll out, find like, out so many things. weird little things that, yeah. that they do. Because you don't see that person for 24-7, you know? And then when you do, you know... If they try and hide, like, certain, what, um, routines that they have, they might be able to stick it out for, like, a month. But, you know, you're going you're gonna to figure out the ins and outs of that person. Yeah, and I think that, for sure, like, if we're being honest, when Chris and I first moved in together, it was good for, like, a week. 
yeah. and then it started to pick up and then the argument started the problem started mm-hmm. and you know I think that's so natural and that's constructive I feel like it's good to point out because not many people really mention that I feel like people were like we moved in together so much fun like rainbows and butterflies which it ended up being yes but when we first moved in with each other, it was a <laughs> lot of learning to do. Like, we did not oh, realize yeah. how much we had to learn about each other, how much we had to, you know, kind of compromise, mm-hmm. adjust, and just things like that. So I feel like definitely my first advice would be to kind of accept that there might be surprises here and there. Or you might butt it's heads. Not even, yeah, and, it's not even a might. Yeah. there. I mean, you're spending 24 seconds, 24-7 with somebody. <laughs> there are so many... Th- like times you're gonna bump heads with each other, and sometimes you're just gonna be so annoyed of just seeing each other, just simply seeing each other. Like if yeah. you spend too much time with somebody, you're bound to like have little bumps here and there. So I think that my first advice would be to, yeah, just kind of be prepared for that. Yeah. You have to learn to adjust, and you're obviously like co-living with somebody else, mm-hmm. and you know, like talk about who's cleaning what, who's doing what chore, well, yeah. whose turn is it to do. So-and-so, you know, things like that, because that could also, of course, obviously lead into yeah. arguments. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, <laughs> again, you're opening up parts of your life or really every second of your life to another <laughs> individual, which you're not used to doing. Um, <laughs> you, you can you can have siblings, sure. I mean, I'm an only child, so... Um, not much experience there, but you can have siblings, but you still get, you still get time to yourself. That's not necessarily the case when you're living with another individual, especially if you're in like a Somebody studio or something. Partner. Yeah, like because yeah. we were living in the same bedroom, so it's like practically like a studio. So every every aspect of your life is shared with another individual. So you got to be really open to communicating with with that person. Yeah, I think that, like I said, just setting kind of like quote-unquote rules i guess for who's responsible for what because you know we may have butt heads on like okay you're not picking this up or why are you cooking and why are you not washing dishes things like that i feel like eventually chris and i really got into a really good routine where i would be the one to cook and because i cooked he would pick up the other half which is washing the dishes Mm. i would clean the bathroom one day but then the next day it was hit like the next time it was his turn or if i vacuum one week he would vacuum the next or just things like that so it's definitely good to share obviously the responsibility as much as you can and you know pick up for the other person that they're really just like busy or at work you know it's okay to pick up for other people and the easiest way to do this in my opinion is regarding like chores and stuff is you, you you got this little square box that fits in your pocket that consistently reminds you of things if you set reminders for them you know, like, um, use the phone. So it's like, uh, I just use a reminder, set it out for two weeks, right? And I'd say, Kelsey's turn, clean the room, right? Mm -hmm. And then two weeks comes. And and he would remind me to be like, okay, it's your turn to clean the room. Clean the room, Chris's turn, another two weeks, you know, just, it's not that hard. But, uh, you know, if you don't communicate, Mm -hmm. then you're going to have problems. Yeah, so going back to the original question is there anything i wish i knew before moving in with chris i think i wish i knew that we were going to bump heads like i wish i knew that moving in together was going to bring up little things that i didn't expect and yeah communication i think it's important to kind of just lay out your expectation okay this next question like the last one is more so advice so this one says how can you tell a guy is genuinely into you and not just after your body or other motives so this is a good question that we'll be answering together because you'll get the girl's perspective and then you'll get a guy's perspective and maybe some insight 
Yeah. Um, I I guess I can go first on this one. I think my first point would definitely be kind of where'd you meet him? You know, I mean, because if generally most people, if you meet this guy at the club, generally most guys aren't going to the club for long committed relationships. Um, sorry to say, but. Um, that's something I would take into account. Another thing, uh, he's gonna he's gonna pick up on details that someone who's just trying to sleep with you won't. You know, he'll be more invested in asking you small things. You know, things that you know aren't about your body. You know, really getting to know you. Yeah, actually getting to know you. And the thing is, if you have a follow up date, more than more often than not, he'll remember those things. And uh, the lastly, I would probably say check the Carfax. You know, has has he had any prior experience in long-term committed relationships, I feel like that would definitely kind of uh, point you towards the type of love life that he's experienced and is currently looking for. Okay, so my answer to this is I think that if you're even doubting his motive to begin with, and that kind of tells you all you need to know, because I think that someone who's being very genuine and truthful with you, I think that that really comes off. I know that some guys may be very sweet and be giving you the time of day and talking to you all day long and stuff. And at the end, it's just because they're trying to get something from you and not because they're genuinely into you. But I feel like somebody who's genuinely into you will be very sweet, very respectful, really want to get to know you, really want to take you out, do fun activities together, things like that. You won't feel pressure to do anything you don't want to do. He won't be asking you to send any stuff yeah. he won't be <laughs> rushing it or be like oh when are you coming over when are you coming over you know things like that yeah, he I feel won't like, be too pushy yeah somebody who's genuine will genuinely want to get to know you like let's go to the park okay I'll tr- like when do you have to be home okay cool I you also know. feel like a genuine guy would more often than not let you kind of set the pace yeah for sure and I feel like the girl's always mainly the one to be like you know like yes I want to kiss on the first date no I don't want to kiss on the first date like Yes, I want to do this. No, I don't want to do this. And if he's if he's respectful of, you know, waiting it out as long as you want mm-hmm. stuff like that, then it's genuine. But I feel like you can you have a pretty good idea on whether someone's being genuine because they genuinely want to get to know you, or they're acting sweet because they're trying to rush into something else and just gain your trust. But I would say that if you're doubting it to begin with, then you probably know the answer. Okay, and the last question that somebody sent in is. Bucket list items of things you want to do together. Uh, you, you, can, you can take the reins on this one. Okay. I feel like for me, obviously, get married, have kids, you know, the normal. But bucket list items would be to go to Greece because that's my dream destination. And I feel like I've always told you I want to go there together. Yeah. And I want to also go to the Philippines meet your family and, you know, go to all those nice beaches. And also, vice versa, you know, you come to El Salvador or Peru. Yeah, I'd love to my do family. That. Yeah, and similarly, I'd love to travel. You know, a, a nice schedule would probably be like, you know, internationally once a year, domestically maybe two to three times a year. Yeah, okay. Wait, that reminds me of one more. So I think that Chris and I aren't t- too 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 big on traveling like we want eh. to travel but we're not like we had to save up all our money to go here right 
Yeah, like, like we I, like to, but it's not I like our first priority when saving money. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't but backpack. But that reminded me, actually, like I, I have mentioned before, one of my goals is to visit all 50 states. So I feel like that's definitely a bucket list for me is for you and I to, like, mm-hmm. visit the rest that I'm still missing because I've done a lot when I was younger with my family. So I've been to certain states without you, but now that we're together... We're slowly starting to explore the states together. We've went to Tennessee. We went to Vermont. We're planning a trip to Maine. Mm-hmm. So I feel North like a bucket Carolina. list for me would... Oh, yeah, North Carolina. We did that together. So I feel like a bucket list for me, for us to do together, would be to complete all the 50 states together. But, yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, yeah. Uh, my my wants are more on the international scale. Kind of, Not every country, but, you know, general parts of the globe I'd like to like visit you know at least before i die but generally living um yeah i I don't think i could see myself backpacking it's kind of too nomadic for me really yeah i feel like you love to backpack you said it actually have you not i if i did it was very rash like thinking about it actually (laughs) the fact that like yeah the fact that i actually don't have any like structure in my life like it's kind of very it's because it's it's extremely nomadic like you're going different places every day and mm-hmm. i think it would kind of drive me crazy after a while so wait would you not want to live in a van uh not necessarily no uh my my wants are simple though i feel like it living in a van sounds simple but it's actually pretty complicated because you got to do a lot of stuff beforehand before you can facilitate a lifestyle like that like you have to have a good amount of money saved up um, you kind of have to have a general idea of what you're doing. Um, but for me, my ideal future is, it's like a nice, like settle down, structure, nice, routine, yeah, a, nice, a house in one spot. Yeah. A nice ranch, you know, with a good amount of, good amount of land, you know, nice. I, I, I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to be in the countryside, but not too far from the city. Should I need to go into the city? Yeah. I think that's like the perfect balance. Um, and yeah, I have a flock of dogs and a horse for each member of the family, like my uncle does. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. It'd be nice. I think definitely our goal is to move to Tennessee eventually, find our forever home, hopefully get some nice land and have chickens, have horses, sure. have dogs. Yeah. That's my bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. That's mine too. Okay. So those are all the questions. We finished everything we had planned for this episode. So I hope that you guys enjoyed and if you want Chris back in another podcast, he will probably be back on another episode soon. Sure. I mean, if they want to. Yeah, they want to. If they, well, if they want me back. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll do something like this again. Maybe you can do, like, an advice type of thing next time or something. I feel like we gave a lot of advice. There's more advice to be given. <laughs> sure. But, yeah, I think that was fun. So thanks for joining me on my podcast. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and as usual, I hope that this podcast was able to be relatable to you inspire you but most of all i hope that it was able to bring more joy into your day i love you guys and i will catch you in my next episode bye guys bye